a God that knows everything. Well, what does God know about you and about me? Hebrews 4 and 13 once again. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare to him to whom we must give account. This is the omniscience of God, the all-knowing, all-seeing God. Nothing ever surprises God. I'm often surprised. Went into B&Q the other day and there was an older gentleman with an orange uh, apron on and he said, do you want decking? So I hit him in the nose before. (laughs) Sometimes it's a joke that I have to just fit in that isn't all that relevant. But uh, God knows everything there is to know about us. There There are no surprises to God. And some of the stuff he knows about us isn't encouraging, it isn't uplifting. I have a very good friend in my former congregation. He came to me one day and he said, No, David, you know, you're a bit negative. I said, What do you mean? He said, Well, you, you keep talking about sin and evil, and you know, there's a lot of goodness in this world. And I, ha- I have to agree with him, there is a lot of goodness in this world. I said, well, well fair enough, but, but let me ask you a question. He said, go ahead. Sis. And he was waiting for this big philosophical question. And I asked him, do you lock your door at night? And he said, yes, I do. And I said, why? And then he thought about it for a minute and said, okay, I've got your point. You see, we like to think good things about ourselves. But at the same time, when you drill down a bit deeper, everybody knows that everybody is broken. The, the, the thing about the Christian faith is, it's not that we're down in people. It is that we speak from our fallen, broken humanity, and we know we are broken, and we know everybody is broken. You know, in Parliament uh, over the, in Westminster over the last few days, People have been trying to call our Prime Minister a liar, but with the obstacle that you're not allowed under parliamentary protocol to say that. And they do get tripped up from times and they have to retract and whatever. But uh, I was reading the paper and it reminded me, it reminded uh, us of of previous times when this happened. One MP got up and said, uh, half the cabinet are liars. And the speaker got up and reprimanded him and said, you'll have to withdraw that. He said, okay, I will. Half the cabinet tell the truth, he said. (laughs) And and we can look at it either way. Yes, there is goodness in people. But we are flawed people. And I say all that so that those of you who say, hang on now, let's not be too negative. I just want us to be realistic. There is good in the worst of us and bad in the best of us. And the first thing, and I've said this uh, by way of preparation, the first thing you need to know about God and what he knows about you is that he knows all about your faults and failures. Psalm 69 verse 5. My sins, O God, are not hidden from you. You know how foolish I have been. God knows everything about us. If 
fact is, sometimes we want to forget the omniscience of God because it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me to realize that I don't have any secrets from God. There are some things I would rather God not know about me, but I don't have any secrets before God, nor do you, because God knows everything. Proverbs 5 verse 21 says, For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. You always have an audience. Nothing you ever say is off the record. God is always watching. You're always on stage. There is no secret closet. Everything you think, everything you see, everything you do, everything you feel, God sees and knows it all. He knows all about it. God is not shocked by my sin. He's already seen it. He saw it coming. When we confess to him the things we have done wrong, he is able to say, I know, I know, I understand. And I know why it happened. I know why you ended up in that situation. He understands our faults and our failures and he knows how we got there. What is our response to that knowledge of God? But surely it must be simply to be honest with God. Just admit it. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. I'm not fooling anybody. God knows everything about me. He already knows all I've done wrong, but he still loves me. When I admit it to him, it never changes the way he feels about me because he already knows. He loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. That means I don't have to fake it. I don't have to pretend. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, Cover-ups never work. Especially towards those to whom it counts most and the Lord knows. So God knows all my faults and failures. As we look at this God who knows all things in a pastoral way, we have got to accept that God knows us and our faults and our feelings. But he knows more than that. Secondly, God knows all our feelings and frustrations. Psalm 31 verse 7 You, God, have listened to all my troubles and have seen the crisis in my soul. You know, when you're going through a difficult time with God, when you feel distance from God, when you know you're not really on the right path, you don't have to hide away from God. You don't have to stop coming to church. You're not being a fake by turning up at church, even though... um, Maybe what you're doing the rest of the week isn't at all in keeping with that life. Because God knows it anyway. Some of you think nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody feels the pain I'm going through. But God knows. He knows our feelings and frustrations. He has seen the crisis that is in our soul. 
Psalm 56, verse 6. You know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. That's how much God knows us and our feelings and frustrations. There is no hurt that comes our way that goes unnoticed by God. He sees it all. You know, often when we're hurting, we feel isolated, we feel lonely, we feel misunderstood or not understood. Maybe there's been a death in the family, maybe a divorce, maybe uh, you've gone through trouble at work, maybe there's a broken relationship. And you feel all alone and think nobody understands the way that you feel. Nobody can tell the way I feel. Nobody feels the pain that I feel. But God knows. He understands our hurts and our feelings and our frustrations. So again, what is our response when we know what God knows about us? It's this, if he sees all our hurts, we should give our hurts to him. Give him our hearts. 1 Peter 5, verse 7, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Cast them all. Give them to God. Give him your hurts just like you give him your faults and every area of your life. Do not walk through life alone. And even those things that are so deep with you and so damaging to you that you feel you cannot speak it to another human being, you can speak it to God because he knows them. And even when you cannot put it fully in words, he knows, as it says in the scriptures, the sighs and groanings of our heart. He knows our faults and failures. He knows our feelings and frustrations. Thirdly, he knows our future. He knows all our futures. Even before we were born, he knew our futures. Psalm 139, verse 16. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them began. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you hope and a future. God knows our futures. Everybody is interested in the future. There are many preoccupations in our society with astrology and horoscopes. There was an advert in the paper recently. There was a a conference for psychics to get together, but it was canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. The, The world would love to know the future. The fact is, God knows what's going to happen to you next. God knows your tomorrow. He already sees the things that we will face because he knows our future. 
again. How do we respond to the knowledge that we now know about God having of us? Well, if I know that God knows all my tomorrows today, then I should seek his will and seek his ways. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. If we know that God knows our tomorrow, then we should be calling upon God to guide our steps. The things you don't know, God can tell you about. He's not going to lay out all of your life all at once, telling you everything that will happen in your life. That's not going to happen. If he did, you would either get very discouraged or you would get very full of pride, or indeed both. Just a little at a time, as we can bear it, he prepares us for what's going to happen next. And as you look back upon your life and as you see how uh, life has unfolded for you, uh, you can see there'll be times when something has occurred and a challenge has been in your life and that challenge has been to prepare you for the next challenge. And so it goes on. Because God knows our future and if we seek the will and ways of God, he will prepare us for our futures. God knows our faults and failings. He knows our feelings and frustrations. He knows our future. And he knows all our fears. You've probably got it by now that there's a wee bit of alliteration going on in this sermon tonight. He knows all our fears. He knows everything that gets you uptight. Often these are in the areas of our needs. Matthew 6 verse 31 says, For do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows what you need. He knows everything you need. Worry is the result of not realizing the omniscience of God. That God knows your situation better than you know it. When I think that God doesn't know what's going on in my life and that he's unaware of it and he doesn't care and he's totally oblivious to it, then I think I must take matters into my own hands. And when you take all these things upon your own hands and says, I must take... I must become, as it were, the God of my life, and I must try and arrange things so that the best outcome happens for me. And when we start to be that sort of controlling person, we become very stressed. And ultimately, it damages our mental health. And you will meet people who are just trying to control the circumstances of their life all the time to keep a, a large comfort zone around them. And the reality is we cannot control everything that's going to happen to us. Matthew 6 verse 8 says, Your father knows what you need before you ask him. 
The fact is, God is aware of all our needs. Our financial needs, our spiritual needs, our social needs, every kind of need you have, your emotional needs. God is aware of every need in your life. The Bible says that when we come to pray to God about our needs, that he knows what our needs are before we ask. You don't pray in order to tell your needs to God. You pray to get an answer to your needs, the solution to your problems. You're not revealing anything to God. He's waiting for you to ask him for help. He's waiting to offer it. He says, you have not because you ask not. If God knows all our needs, what is our response then? Our response surely is not to worry, but to trust God. Philippians 4 verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't panic. Pray. One last thing as we look at what God knows about us. We've been thinking about the fact that he knows our faults and our failures. He knows our feelings and frustrations. He knows our future. He knows our fears. One last thing. God also knows about your faithfulness. Every time you do the right thing, every time you take a step of faith, every time you choose right over wrong, every time you leave yourself available to go God's way and not your own way, God is watching. Every time, instead of sinning, you choose not to sin. Every time you resist a temptation. Every time you take a stand for something that's of eternal and spiritual significance. No matter how small or insignificant, God understands and sees our faithfulness to him. In Matthew 6, verses 1 and 4, Jesus is speaking, he says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Every good deed will be rewarded, how insignificant, regardless of whether anybody else on earth saw it or not. Every encouragement you give to other people, every kind word or compliment you give to your children, every time you do a thoughtful act for your husband or your wife, every time you pick up around the office when it's not your job, every time you set up church and church or similar tasks like that, every kind thought, every act of courtesy, every time you've had the opportunity to gossip but you didn't, every time you had the opportunity to be critical but you weren't, Every time you had the opportunity to be positive and took it instead of being negative, God sees it all. God sees every little thing. Every time you give an offering sacrificially, God sees all of this. You know something? more and more in our life. We need to try and live out our life for an audience 
of one, God. Today, in the society we live in, there are many opportunities to virtue signal. In the old days, there weren't. If you were a Pharisee in the old days of Jesus, you had to go and stand on the street corner where people were passing by, and you had to pray, and you had to put uh, uh, dust upon your head to show how repentant you were, and you you went around in the street corner to make people see that you were virtuous and holy and good. Nowadays, you just type a few lines on the internet, on social media, if you want to do the same thing. But what does it matter if really the only person we need to be accountable to is God? It doesn't really matter how we appear in public. What matters is how we are in private. What is your character when no one sees what you're doing? Reputation is what other people say about you. Character is actually what you are. And one of the things affecting the the Christian world today is this, that Christians have more opportunities to do things in secret because of the internet and social media and whatever. And the results of that are not good. And the reason that it's not good is because they think if nobody sees it, you don't get held to account. But if we live our lives with an audience of one, every time... We refuse to be tempted on the internet or with the TV controller or whatever else it happens to be. Every time we refuse to be tempted, God sees what we have done. He sees that godly Christian character having victory over the old sinful nature. And he's saying, I saw that act. I saw that kind thought. I saw that patience you had with those people. And that is a tremendous motivator for us all to realize that God is journeying with us as if he's by our shoulder, that there's nothing in our life that is secret. So what should be our response if God sees our faithfulness, if God sees all the good things that we do and he's out there cheering us on, well, how should we respond? Well, firstly, when we're discouraged, when we've been trying to do the right thing and nobody seems to care or notice, and you've been trying to be the right kind of person and nobody acknowledges it, and you've tried to be a, a good, godly Christian person at work, but people don't care. And you say, none of this seems to be paying off. Nobody is congratulating me. We've got to realize that that doesn't matter. 
that God sees all these small acts of faithfulness and he's cheering us on and he's saying, well done, my child. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, we should not grow weary in doing good because we will reap our harvest if we do not give up. Matthew chapter 10 says, Even a cup of cold water given in the name of Jesus Christ, God is writing it down because it's important to him. We are blessing God every time we choose his way and not our own or the way of the world. Let's pray. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you can take this profound knowledge of you, that you are all-knowing God, and it can become a very practical, pastoral concept for us to wrestle with in our lives. That we can use it, as it were, cognitively to begin to change how we think and how we live. And it would be our prayer that the Holy Spirit tonight would put it into our hearts and minds that we go through life with an audience of one who sees everything. But more than that, who loves us and delights when we are faithful in our life toward him. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.